0: Good evening and welcome back to Editing Aloud and I have with me as always a panel of some of South Africa's most thoughtful and well-informed journalists and my first question is which of you watched the inauguration whether in person or on television and did you feel a kind of a, a warm glow, Ron Derby?
1: Uh, I didn't watch it, so unfortunately, uh, no warm glow. I mean, like, it's pumping for me about politics. I kind of uh, avoid that. But I heard was, was actually, I was driving around Pretoria, so I saw the the planes flying. It was quite impressive, but I just don't like. And I saw the, the NASA, uh flight, so. Sorry, I'm not one of those like uh,
2: cheering on from the Alistair, sidelines. Alistair,
0: thoughts on the inauguration? Well, no I, I, I
2: went to the beer fest at the German school, <coughs> but, but I was getting WhatsApps, and it was sort of conflicting things of, we, we still waste too much money, and we should have like a Swiss inauguration where they barely spend anything, um, but at the same time, we should be proud of actually being an African country that has you know, consistent free and fair elections, so why not True. celebrate? True. Why not True.
0: celebrate? And it did seem like quite a celebration, and it seemed to be somehow altogether more glowy and better organised than a lot of the previous ones. Uh,
3: Absolutely, there was a different atmosphere to it. And I think that um, having uh, the review of a full battalion, that was the first time any president has had that honor in his inauguration. Um, it was just a, a moment of like patriotism, but also just a moment of you know flexing his muscle, Roma Posa, in front of his continental peers. And I thought that was an interesting thing. There was so much of emphasis and so much of uh, focus on the on the strength of the of the army. Um, and then the flyover was just a brilliant touch. And I think having it in the stadium really was a good mix between like the the diplomatic kind of heads of state uh, being present, and then the public also being present. So it was a wonderful experience, I think, um, although yes, definitely questions can be asked about the cost. But I do think that it was something we needed as, as a nation, um, considering what we've been through. <laughs> yeah.
4: Is that your, was that your sense? Of well, that? I'm deferring to Quanita because she's a political expert, but I also think, you know, for for the president, he's been given a firm mandate now. Um, he's not stepping into the shoes of someone else he's he's, I think will feel perhaps that he's in a bit of a more powerful position and I think Juanita's right I think it was a little bit of a flexing of the muscles in terms of that.
0: But I know you're quite worried about the drama which has ensued in fact um, with the public protector flexing her muscle in ways which seem quite astonishingly dysfunctional. Karen, run us through. I, I mean, I suppose it, it is the Praveen Gordon matter which has no. There There are but, multiple, but, multiple um, matters. Really, I mean, really, what is going on here, and you, what are its implications?
4: You have this extraordinary situation where the public protector, former public protector Chidi Madenzele, you know, essentially got the Constitutional Court through the mm-hmm. Encanda judgment to reinforce her constitutional mandate to be this ultimate David figure. I mean, the words of the Constitutional Court um, in terms of being a watchdog for the public. But what we've seen in the last few months, Months and even you know since the public protector's come into office, Mkwabane, is um, her being accused of being reasonably suspected of bias, having a personal cost order against her issued against her, which is now being considered by the Constitutional Court. They may well overturn it. We don't know. The recent Freda Estina case in which she was found to have not uh, exercised her constitutional powers to uh, investigate clear evidence of potential corruption and malfeasance in the Freda Dairy project, which of course we know involved the Gupta family. And Mosa Benzi's Wane, Ace Magashule, that there wasn't proper investigation there, that she simply didn't seem to understand her job. We then have her going after Pravin Gordon in the SARS matter in terms of the early retirement of Pravin Gordon. Pravin Gaw- uh, 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 of uh, Ivan Pillay, Pravin Gordon coming out, bringing an application to, against her, I think yesterday on Tuesday, basically saying that um, she is is staggeringly she's, incompetent she's and she's being used as a political weapon. tool. Yeah, yeah. We had Juanita um, covered this and I think she can go into it, the former um, land reform minister taking to court, preemptively, preemptively blocking her from releasing a report because she never heard his side of the story, didn't give him the opportunity and viol- uh, on his version violated the provision of the Public Public Protector Act, which is what the court actually Mm -hmm. said. And then you have her suing the Minister of State Security over this Inspector General Intelligence report, which will, I think, be a big part of her investigation into the sars rogue unit matter, where Pravin Gordon is again the focus. And she is also investigating the President over the Basasa matter, and there's clear Problems here, and I think that we're in the midst of a constitutional crisis that no one in the ANC or in this country should ignore. Can you t-
0: Karen is calling it a a crisis. I mean, what does this mean for the Ramaphosa administration?
3: I think there's two separate points that need to be made. I think the first one is that there has to be a conversation separately away from her reports before they are overturned by a court on her fitness to hold office. That's a separate conversation. But I do think that the point that I was making yesterday was the fact that the, the c- civil society now mobilizing against Kwebane uh, um, is something that I deem a little bit dangerous at this point, particularly because this was the same tactic that was used against Madansela before that constitutional mm. court judgment. So, my point is let Pravin Gordon take that case in review, get another judge to then say, these are her, her, her or so this is where she went wrong, and then let Parliament start that process. But now by creating this sort of political case um, that uh, uh, around Mkhobani t- and this sort of, you know, this campaign to get her out of office, then just paints it as a, as a factional battle, mm. which is much bigger than that. It then becomes Ace versus Ramaphosa or whatever, you know, a- it becomes an ANC factional issue when it's much, much bigger than that.
0: Ron the I see you nodding. The rand has uh, not been doing well at all. We've had the public protector taking aim, and we've also had the, kind of, the drama of David Mabuza. Yeah, um, markets do seem to be. Yeah. Concerned?
1: Yeah, they are concerned. I mean, after and the, what is it
0: they concerned about? I
1: mean, after the elections, this whole cabinet reform. They all said uh, euphoria about okay, he's, he's got the mandate now. Let him go forward into the changes. But there's almost you know over the over the weekend. Over, uh, I think the more important thing over the past weekend was inauguration. But it said that the cabinet make a decision on the cabinet now and, and move forward. If mm-hmm. you don't do that, the market is not going to react the way it has this week, and it's all like I said, down two percent, right? Because it's kind of clear that. This new dawn that we've kind of been, been sold is not going to happen because ANC politics, this factional stuff is still very much prevalent there. I mean, yesterday I was listening to Malema talk about uh, Godan and Big Crocodile, whatever rubbish she was saying, right? But it just told me, uh, look, actually, the Jacob Zuma politics has not disappeared. We all not thought at all. that the end of, maybe people were hoping the end of Zuma would be the end of his entire form of bad politicking. No, this is our politics, right? And whatever we have this hope about Ramaphosa changing that, but Clearly, it's not going to be that easy. And uh, so, even this public uh, protector uh, spat and so on, how it ends is going to determine it. I mean, I, I think I'm freaked out by it. Just listening, yeah. listening to Malema yesterday, where I was, oh, God, it's still here. It's, and it's not going anywhere. There's nothing that Ramaphosa can do. And the swearing in of David Mabuza yesterday, it's like, okay, God, we're still there. And so, that's fundamentally what Marx are reading into it. Whatever cabinet changes he makes, this is still the ANC we know, right? Nothing changed. This right, is so. what's, what's also ANC fascinating
4: mm. is that the EFF is saying that it will join with Mkobane to fight KwaZin's review application. So we now have like what should be a crisp. I think what we has hit the mm. nail on the head. What should be a legal issue that's decided in legal terms mm. in terms of how was the Public yep. Protector Act here uh, applied here? Has the minister done what he needs to do? Has he complied? Is this irrational? Um, process that was followed is now entered into the realm of politics, mm. and that is very dangerous. Mm. And the the, the, the the tragedy of this, and I think Juanita has pointed it out, is this is an exact repeat of what happened with Madonsela. Mm. The same accusations that were can be made against Madonsela about politics infusing, for instance, in Candler investigation, are now being utilised against Mkwabane by yeah, a very different, possibly rightly possibly, fact, possibly, righty, possibly righty, right but yeah. Yeah. by very, very general. Yeah. So this, the SF of, of yeah, course, was
0: was 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 uh, really the the agent that brought. They, they the, into being yeah. the public protector in the first place, without the if support, she would not have been our public and protector. And what is
4: fascinating is so that there's there w-
0: still an alliance there of a nature which we don't mm. necessarily want
4: to speculate too far about. In the Reserve Bank matter there was this finding that um, Bani, you know, they didn't go so, as far as saying she abused her office but she could be reasonably suspected of bias and it sort of failed to understand the constitutional mandate of her job. But in the wake of that there was a push by some members of the DA um, to bring an inquiry into her fitness to hold office within parliament because that is the only way she can be removed. And the ANC and the EFF blocked it, um, which I think is fascinating because the EFF's position on Mkurbani seems to have wavered somewhat. Mm. Um, you don't, they have been fairly inconsistent, but now they seem to have been backing her. And they are the genesis, um, for instance, of the SARS rogue unit investigation against Gordon, um, And they were the ones that appear to have given her the IGI report into the SARS rogue, rogue unit that was done by the Inspector General Pekha Debe in 2014.
0: I'm looking for an optimist here. Oh, I mean, we sorry. are really... I, I, Alistair's <laughs> going to come and be my optimist. Well, here I'm we are talking down what was really quite an upbeat um, sense of Ramaphosa's new cabinet and what was going to happen next mm. in the new administration. Alistair, not an optimist? So, well, I'm
2: optimist. sort of... i am a little bit more optimistic than pessimistic just speaking to, I don't know, I suppose people in business. And um, I think people are confident that Cyril will get some strong people into his cabinet, even if he has to... You know, if he needs Mabusa there too for whatever political reasons. I just wonder about Pravin Gordon's future then. I mean, does does Cyril appoint him you know, to kind of, as, like as a show of strength that this doesn't, you know, that he has fa- like faith in him or is his career in politics kind of over? Um,
0: I wonder, I wonder, I mean, now, are, we, are we a bit too wedded to particular
1: people yes, who we are. seem yes. very
0: important, Ryan?
1: Yes, we are. The, initially, I would, like when I was thinking of the cabinet before this Mkebanani came out that maybe it's time for us to move, move on from Praveen. But Praveen represents that ugly ANC And it, a good part of it, the, I mean, the, the good battle against Jacob Zuma's politics, right? Our In essence, he, he was basically the last, the only politician stood up against Ramaph- uh, Zuma and so but given what's going on now, I'm like, OK, he's got to be in the Cabinet, right? He's got to be part of this first wave of Ramon strength. But it's, I'm, I'm kind of resigned to this fact that, look, this is our politics now. When, when Khalema, the former president, said the ANC can't save the ANC, Elisha was like, come on, like, you've got to give it a chance to correct itself. And this, this tells me, like, God, this is what Khalima was saying. This is what we have to deal with in the ANC. And even when institutions, when Ramaphosa came in the past year, it's almost that like institutions do their job, kinda of correct them and let them lead his his charge in cleaning up government. But here they just okay let's just hijack institutions again, right? Public protector is one of those. So it's uh I'm not bleak actually today. And I think It was listening to Malema yesterday. It kind of got me really bleak. (laughs) Oh, God. That politics from the Popo ANC, when he was still in the youth league, and we could see it then, uh, here's the ugliness of the ANC. It's taken root throughout the whole organization, and Malema's still there. And you know he's fighting an ANC fight there. You just know this man is fighting one. Anyway, so I'm I'm you, bleak. Sorry, it, it, like politically, I'm rather bleak. Of we've, got a, Kandita,
0: we've got a couple of minutes until Ad <laughs> Rake, and, and we are waiting rather sure. impatiently yeah. um, as we record for for an announcement on the cabinet appointment, which may be today or tomorrow. It depends on all of these many moving parts. Um, but what do you, what do you make of this? I mean, is it is how bleak is it? And will we, will we find ourselves feeling much more upbeat by the end of the week? Any chance of that?
3: I think that this this internal struggles and fights are manifesting itself in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And there's so many now faces of this fight. Uh, if you just look at the Mabuza s- situation of him deciding to, at first, to withdraw his name from a member of parliament, to then postponing his swearing in, to then being sworn in on Tuesday. There was so much that happened in the course of a week and a half. It just shows how the different, um, you know, sort of um, things that are at play here. At one hand, it's, you know, just, you know, the state capture kind of hand in all of this. Mm. But more importantly, I think it's also just... Um, People within the ANC trying to flex their power and show Ramaphosa that he's on his own and that he needs them.
0: I'm going to give each of you a turn to give me your top three most urgent priorities for the new cabinet, which we certainly
4: hope will be in place sooner rather than later. Karen? well i don't think it's the top priority, but ters, just in terms of my co- um, where i the space that I operate I think it's just about um, empowering the nPA I think they 've got serious like resource allocation issues we've seen them coming up with the language of trying to work more with the corporate sector in a way with um, assisting with, for instance, forensic investigations into things like financial malfeasance, corruption, et cetera. But it's very clear that the resources in terms of doing those kind of investigations don't exist there. And I think there's gonna have to be a serious conversation about if government is serious about tackling corruption, um, what kind of resources are allocated to the NPA. We know there have been budget problems there for quite some time. And the same goes for the Hawks um, and about restructuring, which I think Shamila Batoy and, oh, I don't know... Um, Hermione. Hermione. Yeah, I want to say Hermione. are <laughs> so Harry Potter. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, they've, they're talking about, like, bringing in the FIC, bringing in all these bodies together to work. But, I mean, I think the kind of message that will be sent if we can finally see strong cases of you know, corruption in court resulting in convictions, resulting in sentences, in terms of dealing with the so-called cancer of impunity that Batoya has identified, I think that would be a massively positive development. Yeah, so, so checks and balances. Essentially, because basically. I think if you have a, a kind of cancer of impunity, it just allows all kinds of diseases to ravage the body politic. And I think that's one of the aspects that we see in all aspects of our society is that there's no sense of any kind of consequence for anything so whether it's like in the micro aspects of lived reality or the bigger big um, corruption stories but if you have a sense that there may in fact be a consequence for for you are far less likely to do it the message that that sends is really important
0: Juanita what would be your top three priorities for the new cabinet
3: I think bouncing off from what um, Karen says is reform of the criminal justice system sorting out the land question in a coherent way. Mm. Um, and and the third thing is just um, a general sense of uh, financial prudency in a sense that um, internal governance um, are, is respected. For example, the new ministerial handbook should be enforced. The fact that ministers must not just have bloated cabinets. Um, so, so while cutting of cabinet is all well and good, it's really about whether these the, those who make it to uh, cabinet really understand and enforce the laws around uh, trimming the fat and cutting down uh, excess spending.
0: Alistair, what would you
3: pick
2: so, as so the urgent? F- firstly, a lot of people in business just want some kind of like like a calm now you know after all this uh, where where things things weren't going through, so things weren't being signed, people weren't able to do business you know do deals with the with the state and so on so there's there's quite a lot of legislation that needs to be passed you know quite quickly i mean there's the rental housing bill, for example, which is you know it affects everybody who rents or 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 or, um, or rents to someone a house so that, and that changes just you know what's legal and what isn't for example um then also from a sort of, I suppose from a business corruption point of view, you know, you've got all these inquiries and nobody's actually, you know, been taken to task really. So things like what's happening with the PIC. So if if you empower bodies like the NPA, and depending on what their jurisdictions are, maybe you then get those kinds of, uh, you know, people in business who've done dodgy things can, you know,
0: so so the Get same, their, the checks and balances view, needed yeah. in government are also needed in business in and business that means some taking some of these cases to court. And,
2: and I think also just from a general corporate governance point of view, in, for a long time in South Africa, you know, since democracy, we haven't really, hasn't been taken that seriously and starting to be taken seriously. And I suppose people are wondering how, you know, how, how the government's going to fit into that. You know, are we, are we a more mature kind of government? And d- depending on I suppose the different ministries what each of them does. So
0: actually, Ron Darby, I'm gonna give you a chance in a minute, but Alistair, on that subject, in your sector, the property sector, there have been there's been quite a lot of corporate governance drama of late. Just this is a bit of let's yeah, just so go off and, and look at that for a second. So it's, 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 it's what what's It's quite what is amazing
2: it's you know I I had a, a WhatsApp earlier from one of the former FDs of one of these, these property companies and he was saying that a lot of the chickens are coming home to roost now. So Last year, we had this resilient stable, which made a lot of money over quite a quick period of time. So, that, that was Resilient REITs, a Fortress, a Rock Castle, and then the kind of good Green Bay. They're all connected. And they had a very complicated structure where they each owned shares in each other. And then there are lots of accusations that they were using that to you know, kind of make in, inflated profits and kind of you know, stretch the books and so on. Um, they, there's, a, there's a long Is this like investigation. a long investigation. It, it is that, but you know they haven't actually been found guilty of anything. And um, there's a long investigation that's been going on since, since the beginning of last year by the FSCA, and then PwC at the end of last year also started an investigation into Fortress, particularly because Fortress agreed to it after ten of our biggest institutional investors asked for an investigation. It's because mm-hmm. I, th- I think they lost about a hundred billion rand in value last year. So that's pension money that was just wiped out. Um, PwC's report came out and basically saying that what Fortress did in the past two years is clean, you know, it's pretty good governance, but about 10 years ago when they're listed, uh, there's some irregularities. Um, What's just interesting is that it kind of comes across in the report that governance wasn't as important 10 years ago in South Africa as it is now. That's that's
0: quite an important point, and and I mean, it does mesh with good governance in the country. Ron, I mean, can we hope that there's going to be... Fewer of these corporate governance scandals.
1: Uh, no, actually, it's good that it's coming out now. It's, like, it's in the wash. I mean, the thing with markets is, at some point, they wash out all the rubbish, right? And so I, all these corporate, uh, in, um, uh, being a in private sector listed company, eventually you get caught out. So this is yeah. the, the rubbish being sp- spilled out. I'm sure we'll go through a period of calm, and at some point, point, all the, and there will be growth again. But I mean, it will always emerge every, every now and again, I guess. So That's, that's a positive aspect about markets. but when, when it comes to what the, the government should be doing of the next, uh, it's SOE debt. I was looking at it, it's almost 500 billion rand. Uh, that's that's uh, just ESCO. S- yeah, that's <laughs> like, no, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's Yeah, that's, uh, so the fact that Paramisa uh, uh, resigned late on, fr- on Friday, well-timed, well, market closed. Pakamani Khadab's resignation is other, a, yeah, yeah,
0: another big yeah, story in a another, very big another week. Another big use. story,
1: right? So, I guess the first thing that, okay, it's, so it's SOE debt, it's the, the, you know, in the 10 years of our five years, let's, let's, let's be kind to uh, <laughs> Ramaphosa, right, nine years, I mean to Zuma, uh, that growth slowdown, we have not blamed uh, Rob Davis, uh, economic planning, mm. what's his name, uh, Patel, yeah, and small business. We've left them alone, right? We've sat on Zuma and for his poor his confidence, and what he's done is confidence, but these three, these three are responsible for the economy, and clearly it hasn't worked, right? So Paz, whatever we say, look around, so that, economics cluster, who is an economics cluster and how we reshape the southern economy going forward, that for me is most in, very important alongside I think our our favorite uh, Boeing will be teaching us how to make chicken stew going forward <laughs> with that. And hopefully whilst doing that correcting our our our, our books, right? So I think those are the other three things. And as you guys said, I man, it's all about NPA and actually doing having some tea to our laws over the next uh, Five years to rebuild that confidence in just okay. At least the bad guys are being caught out, and there's a a, a gang of bad guys about to come, right? And I mean, I was speaking to someone who gave me a bit of a scare and said, "Look, watch out for political assassinations going forward when the teeth start uh, clawing in." But that, but but the teeth must come. Really happening? Yeah, really happening. In in case it ends slowly. So, but yeah, but. The, those three, economic cluster. Well, S- growth, S- in dead. fact,
0: in fact, this, this past week, we've yeah. had growth figures from revised yeah, downward right. growth figures from both Standard & Poor's and the Reserve Bank, yeah. revising growth down to 1% for this yeah. year and even lower for some yeah. economists. I mean, this is pretty dire. It is. I mean, and nobody seems to be expecting even 2% any time exactly.
1: soon. I mean, I, I, people kind of forget how important a, sp- a spending government is to any growth. Mm. It's, it's about growth, right? Spending correctly. All right, it's spinning correctly. So, once you deal with SOE debt, which kind of limited your space to do anything, it was like you have this 500 billion Rand uh, debt for one SCOM. Once you get someone to deal with that in some way, appease raising agencies, then you have to get a state spending and spending well. And that in some way stimulates the economy again. With I mean, 30% of the economy is our the state. More whether efficient, like, yeah, More the efficient. more efficient spending, spending yeah.
0: in deployed yeah. in more efficient ways Right now they're not spending. I mean, if you
1: work in ESCOM, hmm. I'm not signing off anything. Hmm. Sorry, if I work at ESCOM and I'm some senior guy, I'm not spending on anything because of the fear of being implicated in, in the commission, this presidential, a, whatever these commissions the are,
2: the I wouldn't is do anything. I just like... You, just you know, every easy. time you speak to a sort of listed company, hmm excuse has been w- wait for the election wait for the elections yeah. we now it's wait for the cabinet now, now they're like wait <laughs> yeah. for the economy to grow and i mean i, I saw vikile this morning mm. so it's another property fund they had pretty good results mm. um half i think about 51 percent of their business is now overseas mm. and 49 is here so they've been very clever with their timing but uh, w- one of the execs there said he thinks three is time uh. The economy,
3: or economy sort of time but I, I do, years I
0: do, can do. we wait that
3: long? <laughs> but I do think there 's going to be this apprehension mm. to to do anything really yeah. and mm. it, and because they ha- you have this president that 's like the celebrity uh, president you 're going to have ministers being disempowered actually and and people and, 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 and uh, the civil servants hesitant to do anything because this, the the institution has been corrupted so much mm. the, the institution of the state, the machinery of the state has been broken down so much that now people, are, people who want to do the, good th- the right thing or just do their jobs mm-hmm. are just going to be hesitant. And then the other issue is for Ramaphosa to actually do anything, besides the politicking and all of that. At the end of this, you know, in the next two years, he will have to then tell the ANC, I've lifted the economy, or I've I've made the economy recover by so many percent. And how do you do that now? When he was, you know, saying this, and also former President Beke said the same thing not so long ago, that how do you get local, businesses to start mm. spending their cash that they're sitting on. Mm. And that's something, he says, let alone foreign direct investment. Yeah, you you need now? to get the local businesses to, to reinvest in South yeah. Africa. And now when, when people are scared, every time Julia says something mm. or every time yes. Fikilam Balula yep. has a tour, mm. uh, you, you know, it's not going to go anywhere.
0: On the other hand, I mean, surely fixing the machinery of government and rebuilding the institutions is, is part of actually what's needed mm-hmm. to attract investors. Because at the moment, if you come in trying to invest, you, you face this quite dysfunctional government. So so in a way, are the two not quite linked? Well, currently? I mean,
4: they're very specific things. Like, for instance, special investigating unit empowered to go after the, the debts incurred as a result of irregular government spending. And that means going after the corporates that were complicit in tender fraud and those kind of things. So if you can start getting the money back I think that's the first part of the money. Because you, you need people need to fill it in their pockets. We know the presidency's been sitting on this issue of lifestyle audits that they're like sort of draft guidelines in place that haven't been put into effect. If, if ministers, if officials are subjected to lifestyle audits, I think that could be like quite a substantively important thing. Um, in terms of that, we also see that um, you know the legislation hasn't changed, and this may be have unintended consequences. And I think Quanita's alluded to this, where you can go after the officials that have signed off on dodgy tenders, dodgy deals, and you can get the money from them in their personal capacities, which may actually end up exactly causing the kind of yeah. paralysis where people are like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know. Particularly in circumstances where people are not trained. I mean, we know, I mean, if you look at the issue of municipal finances in this country, the fact that a handful of these municipalities have clean audits, the kind of ghost municipalities, the massive misspending the, on this kind of micro level. I mean, I think it speaks to just how profoundly this issue of mismanagement, which may or may not be corruption, you know, I, think goes. I think there
0: is so much rebuilding to do, so much yeah. rebuilding to do and so little time in which to do it, but we will be discussing this and many more issues, so please join us next week for another edition of Editing Aloud.